0: Hi, dog.
1: Hey, Karen. Hey, listeners. How are y'all?
0: Happy. We're still in June.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, we're still in June. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is it moving too slow or too fast? I don't know. It's all one big circle.
0: I know. It's the circle of COVID life.
1: COVID life. The circle uh, of COVID life.
0: Oh, COVID life. So, hey, we've got season six. six. Episode 10, My Little Coma Girl, which I guess is a play on My Little China Girl.
1: It has to be. That's what I
0: assume. Okay. That's what I thought, for all too. You,
1: for all you Bowie lovers out there. And if you're not, I mean, stop listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is a wedding episode, which usually comes with a lot of fanfare.
1: Yeah. This, I mean, if I didn't know better, and I actually don't know better or worse, I would almost assumed no one involved with this episode had ever been married or planned a wedding. Well, like I mean, no one knows yeah. how anything, how anything, should happen in real life. And you know, and I've not planned a wedding in real life. Not maybe barely gotten started on mine. But um, like I understand some fundamentals of event planning, and know that like some of this shit doesn't happen quite this way.
0: Well, I mean, it's extraordinary because they got engaged like two weeks ago and they're having this big kind of large wedding like it doesn't come together that quickly so two things
1: one is miraculously sam's uh custom-made gown was made in that time and also it's still more time than it was between uh for billy's wedding to brooke which was one episode between engagement between proposal and wedding
0: and it's not even like they've accelerated the timeline for like everything where like you can say like like six months later, you know, no. <laughs> no.
1: No, it's really like and everything else happened yesterday, so clearly this is all just happening in a week or two days. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, even at one point and Billy says, Well, I see you later at the wedding, like it's will I see you tonight at happy hour? Not yeah. like there's a lot going on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing how quickly they're able to pull these things off. But I will say, like, I didn't, I like, I knew the wedding was coming, but I almost didn't see it coming, because there was really That's not much exactly to right. read in. No. Like, I was kind of like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, there's a wedding? What?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, most times it takes longer for the invitation ink to dry than it okay. does between, you know, really proposing finally. And
0: uh, the wedding day. I mean, was this pro mode? I mean, because I there was a reference that I mean because obviously we don't I have no sort of like idea when this when this like aired in real time, like what month we're in, when it aired originally. And I guess we're near Thanksgiving, um, because there were a couple of mentions of Thanksgiving in this episode. So I guess was this a sweeps episode?
1: Yeah, it was a sweeps episode. And you're right, they make a couple mentions. It was the Thanksgiving uh episode um but like I'm trying to remember how they advertised it and I'm not even sure that the wedding was what was featured I think it was more stuff with Amanda Kyle Taylor
0: right because that's kind of the more exciting stuff
1: yeah and and, and, and in a coma
0: Billy. and right. you know, do you know what I mean? Like there's all of this there's all of this other, you know, soap stuff that like the big deal soap stuff, and then you mm-hmm. throw a wedding mm-hmm. and the mix on top of it. It's almost too much.
1: Yeah. Well, we should dive in, because I do want to say some more stuff about the wedding and what I think works about it and what doesn't work about it. And really, spoiler alert, nothing works. But um <laughs> But we should we we should wait until we get there.
0: Okay, so where are we starting?
1: Well, I guess we should start because it was a cliffhanger. We should start uh, where we left off, which is uh, Eric Baines is hanging over the balcony That's of his right. hotel room. Kyle has, has stormed the suite and um, fought him all the way out to the balcony. So, so Eric is hanging over the edge, uh, and he's and Amanda is right out there with him, and and Eric is like, uh, Amanda, tell. Kyle the truth that we didn't sleep together and Amanda's like it's true we didn't just pull him up already and that's basically what he does so Eric doesn't plummet he's alive and you know Kyle's like I'm not through with you but he stalks off and Amanda goes after him and he's furious at her and they fight in the elevator with all of these innocent um, hotel guests just sort of like watching and like snickering at what they're saying. It was a
0: very crowded elevator. It in was Mar- very crowded. <laughs>
1: But figure, this is like baby prime going out time (laughs) for L.A. Um, And, you know, they're saying stuff that, like, in Melrose world is just like a normal conversation. Like, yes, I told him I would sleep with him because that way he wasn't going to buy you out and everything is fine. Which, like, yeah, it's a typical day at Melrose. But if, you know, you're just staying in L.A. for work and you're in from Iowa or whatever, you're like, what the hell is going on
0: here? That's a little shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little stalking. Um, and then I think he stalks
1: off. Like, he yeah. he he walks away when they get out of the elevator. Well, and just kind of th- leaves her.
0: This whole episode has been Kyle stalking off. It is,
1: and it's actually, a, you're right, it's a very redundant, very circular episode. I think also with the Billy stuff, I think it's true with the Michael stuff, but definitely with our vocal story, which is Kyle and Amanda, and can this relationship be saved? Which, by the end, I'm not even sure I want it to be. Um, but yeah, it is a bunch of like Kyle's acting petty and and storming off, and at least at one point later on, he will get called out on his hypocrisy. But it doesn't really matter.
0: No, it it, it at that point it doesn't.
1: Um, so we come back, and what Taylor is doing a lot of is looking out of her window at what's going on. So remember, because <laughs> this is this is Jake and Allison's. Previous apartment. Yeah, they were the previous tenants. And remember that episode when Allison started playing Rear Window and watching That's everything true. out the window. So this is like the golden apartment to have. And who knew? I wish they'd been doing this from the beginning. Um, so uh, Taylor sees Kyle coming downstairs, noticing that it's from his own apartment and not from Amanda's apartment. Uh, and she comes out and she's like asking Kyle what happened because remember what happened with Eric would affect her career too. Um And he's basically like, get out of my way. I don't want anything to do with you. So then Taylor goes to Amanda's and she's like, Kyle says he's done. And he sent me to get his stuff from your apartment. <laughs> and this is maybe the craziest scene that they've done yes. in some time.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, but it was. kind
1: of comes out of nowhere. It kind of feels like it's a dream. And it kind of is like a Chekhov's gun that never goes off. And I mean that so to speak. I mean that literally, because literally. <laughs> Amanda opens her, like, utensil drawer and underneath the utensils is a gun! It's a fucking revolver! Out, just, yeah, she just pulls it out and aims at Taylor and she's like, it's been a couple of years since I got this, so I'm not sure I know how to use it right. And so Taylor <laughs> scampers away. And at then which she point cocks
0: the gun! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, know, totally steady. And I, and I was like, oh my god, she's going crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, but.
1: It is awesome. I'd rather have the story be that she is, like, now finally untethered. Yes. But, but no, like, nothing else comes of it, but Taylor runs away. So it's like, how many times has Amanda punched her or threatened her, and now she's held out a gun? Alyssa's like, Taylor really should sue at this point. Like, yeah, she's being a minx, but but, like. She's not inflicting bodily harm, just emotional wreckage. But like, yeah, Amanda has now pointed a gun at her, and she just scampers
0: away. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. So many questions. Where did that gun come from? Why does Amanda have it? Who gave it to her? Did she buy it? Was it her dad's? Like, what? There's a fucking gun in Amanda's utensil drawer.
1: It's hard to pinpoint when she may have obtained that gun, because. At one point, she was married to the mob, then she wasn't. At one point, she was living in New York, but later she won't. At one point, like, it could have been from her dad, who was a criminal. We don't know. Could have been any of these times. But, I mean, I just am thinking of so many other opportunities that may have behooved her to have had the gun on her in her various encounters.
0: Yep, And but we'll pull a gun on Taylor. Hey, look, if you're going to pull a gun, pull it on Taylor. Why not? Why
1: not? But said gun does not go off. No. Um, so then later Amanda comes to Kyle's and he blames her for destroying the two of them. She tries to nuzzle up to him and he goes, Sex won't solve anything. And he and he kicks her out.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and and this is when she calls him out on his hypocrisy. And she's basically like, Well, you were still married. How many women in this apartment alone did you sleep with? Which is, I think, four. Because it's it's Taylor, Amanda, and Sid. And I guess Jennifer preceded him moving into
0: right. the complex.
1: But, right,
0: right, right.
1: But, but yeah. So, I guess technically he didn't sleep with Amanda till after that quickie divorce took place. Whatever. The point is, four of our cast members are with Kyle within the span of nine months. So, cool your jets. But, nonetheless, he says it's over and slams the door behind Amanda. I so, mean...
0: I think Kyle is being really shitty, yeah, again, I
1: mean, it's hard to try and examine the relationships or the dynamics of this relationship with a real world lens because it's so stupid what's been going on all yeah. along, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like at no point has Kyle just sat down and listened.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a whole lot of reacting going on and not a yeah. whole lot of listening. Um There's a whole
1: there's a whole lot of you know like losing your mind because of things only Taylor is telling you but not listening to anyone else
0: also. Right. right. Um, I mean, I think that this is sort of like the problem of, you know, it it is now it the problem of the writing is now becoming an acting problem. That's a good point. Yeah. Because before
1: because you can't really sell a lot of this stuff. Anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, yeah. let's face it. He he is not the best actor. I mean, he, but he's no. been good for what he has had to do. And, like I said, he's he's very easy on the eyes. He's easy to look at. So, you know, it's sort of like, oh, okay, like, I can dig this. I can dig this. But now he's starting to get on that that lack of... I don't want to say lack of talent, but lack of... Well, talent, you know... Limited. Limited. He is fair, Yes. Yes, limited. That's the
1: thing. He seems likable, very attractive, very photogenic. When he is playing the character we like to root for, it's easy enough to just get behind that. Yeah. But when he's playing the character that is going against the grain, that is being, like gritty or brooding or not giving our heroine a fair shot, it's harder it's harder yeah. to get behind that as the
0: viewer. Yeah. Yeah. And so like as an actor, I'm seeing a lot of like curled fists, tense jaw and stalking. Like, you know, stalking off. And and it's, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. and at this point it's sort it's it's exasperating to as the viewer. It's just like, oh just oh God. And and like you said, like these scenes are being repeated you well, know and like, yes and, and i was had just gonna
1: to... repeat myself and say yeah and here's the thing if it was just happening one time or one time per episode it would be more palatable but it's like 18 times in yeah. 43 minutes
0: because yeah. we had him stalk out of the hotel room we had him stalk you know be shitty and angry and clench jaw and then stalk out of the elevator we have him stalking around the apartment and kicking Amanda out. Like, it's just a lot, you know, it's all, it's all of the same. Yeah.
1: I think he walks out on Amanda or kicks her out at four or five times in this episode. And he like stalks off on Taylor at least twice in this episode as well. So, you know, his boots were definitely made for walking.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So we go to uh, the Amanda Woodward advertising and dumbass Billy comes in and tells Amanda that, all of their clients are back. Midline Airways. I don't remember. Imagine Mabel, M- I don't know. They're all back. And her. And what was her that,
0: responses- Lindy Toys? Lindy Toys. Lindy Toys. <laughs> Lindy Toys. Toys <laughs> was
1: the moment she had her melt, her like near heart attack at the end of last season, I think where she went to the place and then collapsed I mean, when they were closed
0: for, you know what i find hilarious is for a series that has like no series bible like they like they don't like the backstories keep changing and all of that but they're
1: consistent with their fake clients
0: totally consistent with the fake clients but anyway
1: you know what even if they wrote new clients down andrew shu is probably just remembering the old clients because that's what stuck <laughs> um so here we are with andrew shu um He tells Amanda the clients are back, and she gets really pissed off. And she goes, "Well, now it's going to look like I slept with Eric after all," and and because he's calling all the clients off screen and telling them to re-sign with the agency. So she's basically, and I think she like kind of dismisses Billy and tells him, "Like, all right, just just leave and stay out of it." And so then Taylor comes to Kyle wearing yet another one of these like not fully dressed slip dresses. Um, and even, like, apologizes for her role in all of this, kind of, and she's like, I guess L.A. was a bad idea, wasn't really in the cards for them, and Kyle's like, no, L.A. is my home, I'm not going back to Boston, uh, and then he's like, and I'm not interested in ever getting back together with you, which, okay, good for you, Kyle, but, but, (laughs) as you'll see, doesn't take, um, And then Billy, who has been told by Amanda to stay out of things and mind his own business, and who, you know, has a wedding to start preparing for, goes up to Kyle's apartment. um, And he's like, under the guise of, you know, Amanda seems really upset, she seems really down. He's like, yeah, we're getting our clients, the agency is bouncing back. Dumbass Billy then says, like, whatever Amanda did worked like a charm. So, great, Billy. Now you're reinforcing to Kyle <laughs> that whatever Amanda had like been trying to repair it was like, no, she's lying. She clearly was slept with Eric to, to salvage everything. Also, I don't know if you noticed, and they haven't done this before, they've used real labels on beers in the past. The beers that Kyle is drinking, because Kyle's always drinking in these scenes in this episode, it says beer. It's a doctored label on the beer bottle, and it just says beer. I didn't notice that.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: Because I don't remember what it was. It could have been like those Equis or something. But I remember last year when Kyle and Taylor would drink beer in their apartment. It was a real one. It was a popular one. But I guess no one is paying them this season for product placement. So so Kyle's drinking beer and Billy's making it look even worse. Um, So then Taylor gets another free show because Kyle confronts Amanda in the courtyard and Taylor is watching Amanda again professes her love I think she says something like nothing else matters the agency the the upstairs the the building itself she's like nothing matters all that matters is I love you and and he like doesn't give an inch and she's like you know what I'm tired and she goes up to her apartment yeah
0: she's given up
1: so Taylor takes this cue to come out of the apartment. This was the best scene in the whole movie. And she, like, doubles down on it. And she's like, uh, well, why don't you just get back together with me? I love you. And then he
0: pushes her in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best scene in the whole episode was when he shoved her in the pool. It was great. It was just like one poof. And then she goes. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true um she
1: goes down um and and, and is that when eric comes to the building right after that uh
0: no he comes he goes to to the office
1: oh that's what i wrote eric comes into the building yes he somehow well i guess because he still technically is the big benefactor well it's late at night night, and
0: where's the fucking security
1: Right. Amanda is essentially alone in her office and Eric comes in um to apologize and, and says uh I forget what he says. He's like I was out of I wasn't in my right mind. I was having a bad couple weeks. Uh, I wasn't thinking straight whatever. Yeah, it was I'm all very weird. Yeah. Like, I'm going to and I'm going to give Kyle everything back and you're like there has to be more to this. And there will be. You'll see. So before we get to that, I think we need to turn around in our time machine and and go back to some of our other characters. Okay. Um, all right let's let's circle around in like the outermost ring before we get back to the way.
0: So okay. remember how
1: Megan was stabbed in, in a coma? She's still in the coma and caught, and she's is <laughs> standing
0: by. Do you know it took me about three quarters of the episode to remember why Megan was in a coma? Three quarters. Yeah, I I was sitting through, I was watching, and I'm like, I can't fucking remember why she's in this coma, but she's in a coma. And then I was like, oh, right, she got stabbed.
1: Kimberly's mom. Kimberly's mom. And Kimberly's mom is gone, but again, we're still not done talking about Kimberly in this episode. Um, So Coop is really holding vigil by Megan's bedside, and he got some of her, someone got her CDs from god whatever house she's living in i don't know if it's from
0: I mean, the I beach house think or her apartment I don't
1: know. But, um so he you know he's like music has a you know really healing effect and will bring you out of the coma and so he plays a cd of hers and i mean like i don't know if it was a different song back when they played it originally and they've had to swap stuff out for music rights on hulu but i don't know what the fuck song this is or why this would be anyone's favorite cd in 1997, I couldn't even place what it was trying to be. Maybe Sarah McLaughlin. It's like vaguely Lilith fair I'm like, what is this song? But that is neither here nor there. Michael comes in knocking on the door. He's furious because he's not on the list to be let in. And Craig is like, well, you're legally separated. You don't have a right to be here. So they fight again. Um, and then... China. I think the next time we see either of them is when Michael comes over to dinner with Lexi and Peter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Lexi is taking more pills. I think it's more diazepam. Um, She's almost, well, literally, we'll see later on, she's dancing as fast as she can. Um, so she's getting all dressed up for her dinner Uh, that she and Peter are hosting for Michael. Michael comes over. Um. And he and Peter have this odd exchange about how, like, they may have had some problems in the past, but they're good now. I'm like, I think you have both tried to kill each other. If not, you've certainly tried to end each other's careers and subsequent livelihood on, like, multiple occasions. So, yeah, this chummy dinner seems a little out of character, but okay, whatever. The point of Michael coming over is so he can complain about Coop not letting him see Megan— And Lexi's like, it's Kimberly all over again. This is what he did before. He fell in love with Kimberly when she was still in her coma. They didn't start their relationship when she was, you know, (laughs) awake. And he's doing it all over again. So Michael wants to walk out, and they convince him to stay, but, like, now he's really going for Coop. Um, And he tells Dr. Stolman, the holdover from last year, uh, like, he basically blackmails her, or, or pressures her into having a, another talk with Coop to try and change his mind. And then, uh, so Coop and Michael have another encounter with a fight after Dr. Stolman has a talk with him off screen. Michael's putting on a tux for a black tie event, but I guess it's like a chief of staff hospital event. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else happening in Melrose that we know about, right?
0: No, it's it's just something completely... Separate. Just
1: so it shows up that Michael is in like a cushy role still and holds some
0: cards and is not and and I think it was also there to sort of show that he was he was not foregoing these things to sit by Megan's bedside right. there by right, 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 right. sort of being this sort of like surrogate caring husband.
1: Yes, he's the true yeah
0: yeah right um. um but, I mean, yes. truthfully, I would have, at the beginning of the episode, it sort of kind of seemed like that. But then as the episode goes on and we keep seeing Coop showing up and talking to Megan, it he becomes kind of psychotic. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of playing both sides in that uh, Coop
1: is doing right by Megan when Michael is not, but also, like, Coop is psychotic.
0: Right, because he starts Coop like Coop is
1: not playing with the full deck. Like there's some weird obsession with Coop and the helpless comatose, unconscious women.
0: Yeah, like it's like I'm the only one who knows what's best for you. Like, you know, he's like saying stuff like that to her. I'll keep you when safe he, yeah, from your he, husband.
1: You know, whatever. He still knows nothing about Megan. Yeah, cool.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's really weird. And anyway, but but while he while he is snuck in you know, um, to to sort of do these creepy things. Um, she does squeeze his hand. But just as she squeezes his hand, Michael comes in. Right. And, right. and, fact, him out. and I
1: him And I will say, Coop uh, is playing music again, and I think that's that he's right. That's what does it, because it's like Pachelbel's canon in D or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Megan um, comes too. Um, and Michael takes credit for uh, having Escorted Coop out, like you said. He takes credit for everything that Coop did, and later he checks Megan out and moves her back in to his home, and says that uh, he'll he'll cook everything for Thanksgiving and he'll have her and. Um, and and basically just saying like he was the one who was always there and Megan is none the wiser.
0: Yeah, because Megan was in a coma, she has no idea. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, but but before we we go, we do see Coop at the hospital. Um, again he shows up and looking for and and he's gone to the ICU and Megan is not there and he goes to the nurse's station yes, and he, he says, Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, you know where 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 did she move to? And the nurse is like, Oh well, Michael discharged her. He took her away. Right. Exactly. And Coop is very upset about that for whatever reason. Maybe I don't know. Does Megan need to spend more time when you're in a coma? Can you, maybe it's dangerous to get let go right away? Or Coop wasn't done being weird. I don't know. We don't know yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they if they checked her out, chances are they're like, okay, your signs are good now. You can go. I think it's just Coop being all upset. Right. Um. Uh, before we get to anyone else, I just want to say there's also a scene before the wedding where Lexi is talking to Peter about wanting to do something to, like, create an identity to find herself, whether it's getting a job or working with a charity. Um, and, and while that happens, uh, like, Peter's have, had his clothes tailored, so someone, like, brings the clothes back to Peter's home, and Peter wants to pay the guy in cash, but he doesn't have 40 bucks on him. So Lexi's like, yeah, it's in my uh, purse, but she doesn't let Peter open the bag. She takes the cash out and hands it to him, so so he won't see that there's her pills in there. Um, and he's like, don't you
0: trust me? And she's like,
1: yeah, I just wanted you to hand you the cash or whatever. Um and...
0: She's also, though, a chatterbox at this point. Like, she is, like, hopped up on goofballs. Like, she is on yeah, speed. Like, she
1: doesn't stop. Yeah, she doesn't stop, really. And, like, Peter is starting to notice some telltale signs. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's a little bit of Craig and Jennifer. Remember, Jennifer saw that Craig slept with that woman who worked at the hotel. So Jennifer comes to Michael... And asks him to hook her up with a doctor that she can take as her date to the wedding. And he's like, what about Craig? And she's like, uh, I want a different guy. Because cause she really wants to make Craig jealous. Um, and, oh, meanwhile, um, Craig is with Billy when Billy's getting fitted for his tux. And he's kind of pouting about having blown it with Jennifer. And he's, like, psychoanalyzing himself, says... Maybe I wanted to get caught, and Billy in dumb like Billy face, Billy voice is like, "Well, maybe you should tell the to Jennifer." Um, <laughs> and Jennifer, meanwhile, is like pouting while Sam is trying on her custom-made dress. Um, and her friend Connie, who has come
0: into town,
1: um,
0: we still don't have a read on Connie. We, we still didn't do have a read.
1: We don't know what her agenda is, but she's jumping on every opportunity she can to say, like, you don't have to do this. It's not too late. You don't have to go through with this wedding. Because she'll say that a few more times. Um, And I think that's everything for them before we get to the wedding.
0: I think that's right. And I think we just should get to the wedding.
1: Um, Yeah, well, so before the wedding is Sam getting ready for the wedding. Like, m- literally uh, minutes before the right, thing begins. That, right. Um, so, we, it, 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 it's like, it's awkward from the start when we come back from commercial, because Billy's mother is in the hotel room with Jennifer, Connie, and Samantha, and we haven't seen her in a couple of years, and there's no context if you didn't know who she was.
0: Was she the same actress? She- she is because she. I didn't recognize her at all, and I, it took me a minute. But I don't think we've seen her
1: probably since Billy's wedding to Allison, so that's four years.
0: Because um, she wasn't even at the at the wedding to Brooke.
1: I don't think she was. No, I know she wasn't, um, and I don't think we've seen her any other time. Um, and and so so she's there, and without further ado, and at the last possible second. She takes out this brooch (laughs) that she wants to give to Sam, and Sam like declines wearing it. And I have to defer to you, Karen, to tell me if this is (laughs) as ugly a brooch that it's worth all of this like sturm und drang that's about to ensue.
0: (laughs) I think it was totally worth it because that was one ugly ass brooch. Okay. And what is she gonna wear it? Like when you look at her dress, I was like, where would she even put that thing?
1: She gonna append it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: like, where does she even put that thing, you know? And it was also, like, you know, this woman came out of nowhere with this honking big fucking-ass, you know, blue brooch, and she's, like, wear this, and it's just like, oh, my God, who the hell are you? Go away. Yeah, I mean... Anthony was watching... (laughs) Anthony was watching this with me, and he was, like, he was, like, okay, why are all the women crazy on this show?
1: Well, yeah, like, if you tune into this for the first time... Yeah, you'd never watch this show again.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like I don't understand why they have to make all the women in Batshit insane. And I'm like, I know. I don't get it He's either. It's not
1: wrong. Because Billy's wrong. mom
0: through this whole episode is batshit insane. She is. No, she acts like she's possessed. Yeah, and all I don't the, all the moms at this point are
1: possessed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't remember her being weird and all of a sudden she's like, you know, so so poor Sam poor Sam has to like and I thought she was in the nicest way possible was like my mom wanted me to you know the 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 necklace is my mom's and my mom can't be here so it's important that I wear this and I I don't think that I'm going to be able to wear this but I'm happy to carry it you know she was like like she was making like concessions and the mom was like really but she was like well Allison loved it
1: and (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Allison would have never turned it down. And like, then she walks out of the this, the bridal suite.
0: Yeah. Well, not before. I mean, I will, I mean, Sam was like, I thought Sam actually like kind of went after her. Like, didn't she sort of, didn't she say those, um, what did she say? It was something like I had hoped that that name would not have come up on my wedding day. She was like, I haven't yeah. thought
1: about that name all day. In fact, all week. I hoped it wouldn't come up like again the Connie like that was Billy's true love but everything Billy has said and done in the intervening three years has proven that like he didn't really give a shit so I don't even know why Sam would think twice about it at this point based on when she entered the action um, but also after everything you just did like making up with your mom Joanna Cassidy doesn't even come to your wedding
0: <laughs> I don't think they could afford to pay her her fee probably.
1: Uh yeah, probably not.
0: She probably wa- yeah, you know, I think she
1: does live on the West Coast, but even so, yeah, they couldn't afford her. I think that's it. Um so yeah, and then the mom is outside the bridal suite, right? Crying? Does she,
0: yeah, it was the mom yeah, because that's when Billy finds the Billy mom crying, crying. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, again, all of this is happening is like the wedding is just about to start and like no one is even done getting dressed practically. So Billy sees her in tears and she gives him the brooch and like then walks away to God knows where. Um, So even though it's bad luck to see the bride on her wedding day, um, he storms in. He's like, what happened? And, you know, Sam kind of explains it. And then Connie just keeps escalating things. And again, she's like, you don't have to marry him. It's not too late. You don't have to do this. And Jennifer's like, guys, let's all just get married. And yeah, Billy says the thing you want every Husband to say to his wife right before she walks down the aisle, let's just get this thing over with. Oh my God,
0: it was the worst. I was like, oh, oh, walk away, walk away, Sam, walk away.
1: So I agree with
0: Connie. We don't need to go through with this. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But Jennifer like puts the tiara on Sam and she's like, we've got a wedding (laughs) to go to. We got to (laughs) go. Um, and I will say now, Billy has been now now Billy has been a true shit though through this whole thing now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Sam has been great, but Billy has been a grade A asshole
0: the, through the basically
1: wedding. start to finish
0: yeah. this wedding episode. Yeah, Billy's been a jerk.
1: Oh, this specific episode for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was um, like Sam, run.
1: Yeah, I basically feel that way as well so before we get to them walking down the aisle uh we have a little bit of seating so craig it's craig right who's escorting Mm -hmm. amanda to her seat yeah and the one open seat by the time she gets there is next to kyle and on the other side is peter and lexi
0: (laughs) it's amazing and, and Amanda's like, I don't think I need to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then she does, you know, she does sit sit down, and she looks so awkward. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is hilarious. Yeah,
1: this is great. But again, this is a very daytime kind of thing. It's not. It's not milking. It's not hitting all the notes the way primetime stuff usually does. This yeah. is de- definitely uh like Young and the Restless type thing. Um.
0: And Peter says okay. to her. And Peter looks at her after she sits down and he goes, don't you just love the wedding? <laughs> and Amanda's like, I'm out. <laughs> Amanda goes to get up, but Kyle grabs her hand and holds her in place. So
1: you think, ah, uh, relief. After all this, yes. finally, they're getting back to a place where they're okay. And I yes. don't know what went on in Kyle's head to get him to that point, but again, it's short-lived. Because then Eric shows up at the wedding on his way to the airport to leave town and go back to New York uh, with the papers that he promised Amanda that would secure everything that he had promised in the office the night before um, that would return her, uh, the agency, back to being profligate. And same for Kyle's, and the upstairs. Yep, yeah.
0: yeah, and all the restaurants so, go
1: back to Kyle. Yeah. So then Eric Eric is whispering this in Kyle's ear, right? Yeah. Amanda can see that he's saying something very blatantly to Kyle, but she doesn't know exactly what it is. And basically Eric is like, I'm so glad we slept together. It was great. This is why I'm doing all
0: of this. Yeah. So, so he he now tells Kyle that they did do the deed. And we don't we still as the audience don't know. That's exactly
1: right. That's actually the next note I have. So right as Eric walks away is when the session has started so like um like they're, Jennifer, Jennifer everybody's leaving and they're like, out, like
0: running down the eric, bride eric. You
1: know? so yeah so eric <laughs> walks out goes to his limo and then kyle comes running out after him uh and in front of the hotel in the carport he starts punching the shit out of eric and then amanda has run out after him um and then, like, Kyle even, like, manhandles the chauffeur, and he's like, you dump him out with the baggage, because he's trash, and that's where he belongs. And then Kyle storms off again. And so Amanda is, like, sitting with Eric, who has a bloody nose, and it really does beg the question, what happened? Did she sleep with him? Yes. And mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever get it answered. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. It's just kind of odd for it to be withheld from us. Yeah. But, but that's the last we see of Amanda, and she does not go back uh, to the wedding. Uh, neither does Kyle, but we will catch up to him later. And so we don't see the actual wedding. We, we cut to the reception. Which is- Off, just enough to know that, yeah, the wedding took place, and they're happy together, but because this wedding is off to such a shitty start with Billy and Sam and the mom and the brooch and everything, and Connie, it actually would have been more dramatic to see them go through with the vows, so, uh, we don't see it we we We're at the reception, and it looks like all is forgiven between Billy and Sam they're dancing, but um, well, there's more to come there you were going to say something i heard you drawing breath
0: oh well i was going to ask you do you think that the, this is the lack of like showing the nuptials do you think this is just a, a budgetary issue or do you think it was they just got sick of showing the nuptials i think it's that, the latter i think like, okay.
1: they had the budget because they already rented you know they have they're filming at this ballroom and they have the wedding dress and they have all the people there in and dressed up so i don't I don't think it was a budget thing as much as I think it was, like, a boredom thing. Okay. Um. So, Lexi being high as a kite right now is, like, wild on the dance floor. Um. Peter even, like, excuses himself and goes to the bar where he sees Coop again. Why is Coop at this wedding? I don't think he knows Billy or Sam particularly <laughs> well. Uh, but maybe they just invited everyone who was living at the building. Although they did not invite Taylor. So, I don't know. Um. And... And Coop, I believe, is hinting to Peter again that she's up to her old habits while Lexi is freaking on some innocent bystander on the dance floor that she just sidled up to once Peter walked away. Um, Jennifer is making Craig jealous, which with whatever date Michael was able to find um, at the hospital, which, again, this poor guy who knows nobody was sitting all by himself while Jennifer was helping Sam in the bridal suite. Um so Craig goes over to Connie, but she rejects him. I think yeah. she says, you're not my type. Um, Something fairly cryptic, but really just enough to, like, make Craig look like an ass. Um, so then Sam takes the high road, goes to Billy's mom, and Well, apologizes. Billy tells
0: her. Billy tells her she has to apologize.
1: Does Craig say something to Billy, and then Billy goes to Sam?
0: Yeah, it was something like Craig yeah. said something or whatever, yeah. but... But he basically is like he like demands that she apologize uh, to the mom, right. and it was like I, that's right. why I was like, run, Sam, run, be the runaway bride. So yeah,
1: this would have been one you should like, yeah,
0: yeah. So he so, should have
1: stayed in Maryland.
0: So she, I'm, and Sam is like, okay, you know, you're right. I will go apologize to your mom, and Mrs. Campbell drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing drunk, but but with it enough to remember her whole son's romantic history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Billy's dancing with somebody else, and we don't know who. Um, yeah,
1: some random blonde that we'll never see again. It doesn't even look like either of them know each other. Yeah, they like looking into space as they're dancing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she's like, and the and Mrs. Campbell is like, keep your eye on him. You're not as First, you won't be his last, and she mentions Brooke. At that point, I had forgotten about Brooke. Yeah,
1: I remembered, and I thought it was very funny that she brought it up. I'm like, oh, right now again, you remember your show's history? (laughs) For all these people, it doesn't matter.
0: Don't wear your high heels around the pool. (laughs) was like oh yeah meow okay so this makes sam cry so she runs
1: yeah and apparently no one notices her run out of her own wedding except for connie yeah who then goes over to billy and she's like sam is crying so he goes out after her and they're like they're sitting outside in like the hallway and like he apologizes and they make up in like a completely fruitless scene
0: well we don't understand what the mom's motive is
1: I don't even know that there is a motive. It's like they had to create some sort of drama here. It's like, no, just get them married. You clearly have something else planned with this Connie character anyway. So just get them married so that they can endure the next boring nightmare that they have lined up for. Like, there's nothing to get from Sam getting upset before her wedding and then having the wedding anyway and getting upset at the reception and then... Still staying at the reception and making up with Billy, but that's basically all that happens.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know—is unless there's a setup with the for something else with the mom, but it just seemed like we didn't. I like I don't know. I st- I don't understand the motivation behind this here because we've never seen her interact before. It, we haven't no, seen her in years. Happened.
1: No, and I don't think there is anything that comes up about this afterwards Oh, I really? I, find, I think we see Billy's mom never again.
0: oh, then that's like extra stupid,
1: right? Especially since like they've already telegraphed that Connie is coming to do damage. I don't uh, like I don't know why they had to do anything with this. this sh- The show was already overstuffed with redundant drama, like we didn't also need this. They could have just been the happy couple of the episode that got married and gave everyone else an occasion to do something stupid. But right. right now, the only thing that has come from, you know, like, the Kyle, Amanda, Eric thing didn't have to happen at the wedding. Amanda sitting between Kyle and Peter was funny, but that's about it. Um, the only other thing that kind of comes of this is seeing Lexi dance, which I enjoyed, but, like, who cares? Um, I, I do think that's it for the wedding, though, right? The next thing we see is Lexi and Peter coming back home.
0: Uh Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um So
1: they come home and Alexi says
0: something like, What does she
1: leave? The meatballs, the sweet potatoes, that's what it was. She's like, Oh, I left the sweet potatoes in the car. Who takes leftovers (laughs) home from a wedding?
0: (laughs) And leftover sweet potatoes. (laughs) Oh, because it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. I guess they had the Thanksgiving dinner at the wedding. So
1: Maybe it was a Thanksgiving Day wedding. It was a oh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving wedding. Uh, well then, there you go. So she's acting weird still. Goes off to the car to get the the Just wedding, sweet the Thanksgiving wedding, sweet potatoes. Um, and that's when Peter is alone and goes through her bag and and sees the drugs. So like he's on to the fact that Lexi has a problem. And again, this is such a daytime storyline too. Addiction, yeah. like everyone's got to do it at least once a year on every show. But but this is this is Jamie Lunar's storyline to carry. So that's I mean,
0: basically where we are with that. Allison's alcoholism. This is the first addiction. No, we had Matt. Matt had the addiction storyline too.
1: Matt was addicted. Um, Michael had a brief addiction to painkillers after the car accident that right. killed Kimberly. Um, and I think those are it.
0: Yeah, not a whole lot, but we have had it before. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Not. It's not totally rote. It's just this feels of the form. Um, And then I think all that we have left is Kyle coming back to Melrose Place. Drunk, drunk, drunk off his ass, Kyle comes back to the courtyard. I don't know how many hours he's been drinking because he wasn't at the wedding. Um, And he heaves a plant right outside Taylor's door. And then goes right up to the door and she opens the door and... And I think she's like, what do you want? Because I, I can't take any more of you, like, you know, throwing me down or throwing me in the pool or tearing Re- me into me or whatever she's
0: Re- Rejecting me or whatever. Yeah. You know?
1: And and like in Neanderthal, he just like comes and he goes, I want what you have wanted for months. And they go at it and they have sex on the couch. And that's the end of the episode. I'm it's so disappointed like, in him. It's like, exactly. It's like 18 steps back for Kyle.
0: Yeah. So disappointed in him. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess we're moving forward. We're ha- we're seeing some forward progress here. You know, we've finally gotten rid of Eric. Thank God. Um, Billy and Sam are finally married, although obviously there are going to be marital trouble. You know, that's waiting in the wings. Uh, we don't know what. Um, yeah. Lexi has been discovered and Megan is out of her coma. Yeah. So, sure,
1: yes, it's forward motion, but I mean, I think all of these stories are in suck mode right now. So we'll see how they meander through them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still not unwatchable, but still just not interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I really kind of hated this episode.
0: All right. I mean, because I, I, I find I'm not, at least I'm not watching these episodes actively hating them and feeling like it's not, like, like with season four, every episode that I watched, I hated it so much that it felt like the 40 odd minutes that it took to watch it felt like three hours.
1: Yeah, I think my problem is not necessarily how mundane and lazy these stories are right now, as we were kind of talking about last week. It's how sloppy they are. Like this episode was particularly sloppy. Everything, everyone was all over the place. Everything was redundant, as we said. Um, like, why is Coop here and then Coop there? And why is Coop at the wedding? And why is why is Kyle stalking off 18 different times? Like, give your characters reasons to interact, but don't repeat them. Not right. in the same episode, at least. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's really what it is. I I find I cannot trust my memory. I really do not remember what is happening next in these storylines from my first viewing a lifetime ago. So it's all in two at this point.
0: Yay, yeah, so we're we're kind of watching it all together.
1: We are with, with with new eyes.
0: All right, so we're gonna head on over to Hollywood Boulevard. Um probably a quickie tonight. Yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Nothing wrong with a quickie.
1: A quickie.
0: So follow Ooh. us over there. That's
1: it, guys, for us on the block. We hope to see you on the boulevard. And meanwhile, stay groovy and stay safe. And we will see you in a week.